0: The muscular system is made up of over 600 muscles. While we won't be covering all 600 individual muscles in this overview video, we will be discussing the main functions of the muscular system, the five major properties, the five types of muscle movements, three types of muscles, and how all of this works together to make up what we know as the muscular system. The primary purpose for the muscular system is to provide movement for the body now these muscles receive their ability to move through the nervous system there are five major properties to the muscular system number one muscles are excitable or irritable this means that they are capable of receiving stimulation and responding to stimulation from the nerves two they are contractible After receiving stimulation, they are capable of contracting or shortening. Being extensible means a muscle can be stretched without damage by the application of force. With elasticity a muscle is able to return to its original resting shape and length after being extended or contracted. The muscular system is adaptable in that it can be changed in response to how it is used. For example, a muscle will enlarge or undergo hypertrophy with increased work. But on the other hand, it can go into atrophy or waste away if deprived of work. Now, let's look at the five types of muscle movements. Number one, adduction. Adduction is the moving of a body part toward the midline of the body. Abduction is moving a body part away from the body. Flexion means bending a joint to decrease the angle between two bones or two body parts. Extension is straightening and extending of the joint to increase the angle between two bones or body parts. And lastly, rotation involves moving a body part around an axis. The muscular system is divided into three main types of muscles. And each of these types can be moved by one of two ways, either voluntary or involuntary. The cardiac muscle is an involuntary muscle, meaning it operates without any conscious control. These muscles form the walls of the heart, and contracts to circulate the blood. The visceral, or smooth muscles, are also considered involuntary. These muscles are found in organs, or organ systems such as the digestive or respiratory system. And the third type of muscle is the skeletal muscle. These are what we typically think of when talking about muscles. These muscles attach to the skeleton and provide the skeleton with the ability to move. The skeletal muscles are classified as voluntary. This is because we have to make a conscious effort or decision to make them move. Although muscles obviously make up the muscle system, there are still some supportive structures we need to look at that are also a necessary part of the system. Tendons and fascia are important supportive structures for the skeletal muscles. Simply put, tendons are what attach a muscle to a bone. And fascia connects muscles to other muscles. Tendons and fascia work together with muscles which create the muscular system necessary for movement. While not technically part of the same system, the nervous system is intrinsically connected to the muscular system of the body. It is essential to the voluntary skeletal muscles. If the communication from the nervous system is severed from the skeletal muscles, the skeletal muscles will not be able to produce movement for the body. The body is now in a state of paralysis. This is known as quadriplegia the only organ that is not directly dependent upon the nervous system is the cardiac or heart muscle. Now there is so much more to discuss about the muscular system but that's as far as we'll go in this introductory video. After watching this video you should at least have a basic understanding of what makes up the muscular system, its properties, and functions. For a more in-depth study of the muscular system Look for future CTE videos where we will cover topics such as the 14 major muscle groups as well as topics such as common diseases and conditions specific to the muscular system. The muscular system is made up of over 600 muscles. While we won't be covering all 600 individual muscles in this overview video, we will be discussing the main functions of the muscular system, the five major properties, the five types of muscle movements, three types of muscles, and how all of this works together to make up what we know as the muscular system. The primary purpose for the muscular system is to provide movement for the body now these muscles receive their ability to move through the nervous system there are five major properties to the muscular system number one muscles are excitable or irritable this means that they are capable of receiving stimulation and responding to stimulation from the nerves two they are contractible after receiving stimulation they are capable of contracting or shortening. Being extensible means a muscle can be stretched without damage by the application of force. With elasticity a muscle is able to return to its original resting shape and length after being extended or contracted. The muscular system is adaptable in that it can be changed in response to how it is used. For example, a muscle will enlarge or undergo hypertrophy with increased work. But on the other hand, it can go into atrophy or waste away if deprived of work. Now, let's look at the five types of muscle movements. Number one, adduction. Adduction is the moving of a body part toward the midline of the body. Abduction is moving a body part away from the body. Flexion means bending a joint to decrease the angle between two bones or two body parts. Extension is straightening and extending of the joint to increase the angle between two bones or body parts. And lastly, rotation involves moving a body part around an axis. The muscular system is divided into three main types of muscles, and each of these types can be moved by one of two ways, either voluntary or involuntary. The cardiac muscle is an involuntary muscle, meaning it operates without any conscious control. These muscles form the walls of the heart, and contracts to circulate the blood. The visceral, or smooth muscles, are also considered involuntary. These muscles are found in organs, or organ systems such as the digestive or respiratory system. And the third type of muscle is the skeletal muscle. These are what we typically think of when talking about muscles. These muscles attach to the skeleton and provide the skeleton with the ability to move. The skeletal muscles are classified as voluntary. This is because we have to make a conscious effort or decision to make them move. Although muscles obviously make up the muscle system, there are still some supportive structures we need to look at that are also a necessary part of the system. Tendons and fascia are important supportive structures for the skeletal muscles. Simply put, tendons are what attach a muscle to a bone. And fascia connects muscles to other muscles. Tendons and fascia work together with muscles which create the muscular system necessary for movement. While not technically part of the same system, the nervous system is intrinsically connected to the muscular system of the body. It is essential to the voluntary skeletal muscles. If the communication from the nervous system is severed from the skeletal muscles, the skeletal muscles will not be able to produce movement for the body. The body is now in a state of paralysis. This is known as quadriplegia the only organ that is not directly dependent upon the nervous system is the cardiac or heart muscle. Now there is so much more to discuss about the muscular system but that's as far as we'll go in this introductory video. After watching this video you should at least have a basic understanding of what makes up the muscular system, its properties, and functions. For a more in-depth study of the muscular system Look for future CTE videos where we will cover topics such as the 14 major muscle groups as well as topics such as common diseases and conditions specific to the muscular system.
1: Good morning children, today we will discuss about teeth. Teeth are a very important part of our mouth. They give shape to our face and help us in chewing food. Thoroughly chewed food gets easily digested. Tongue and teeth together help us to speak. Our mouth contains an upper jaw and a lower jaw. Teeth are present on both the jaws and are held with the help of gums. The outer and visible part of a tooth is known as crown. The part of the tooth embedded in the gum is known as root. The root helps to keep the tooth in place. The crown and the root meet together at a place called the neck. The enamel is the outermost covering of the tooth. It makes the crown look white and shiny. The enamel is the hardest substance in the human body. It protects the crown from the wear and tear That occurs due to tearing, biting and chewing of food. Below the enamel is the dentine. It is not as hard as the enamel. It is the largest part of the tooth and is yellow in color. It supports the enamel and protects the innermost part of the tooth that is known as pulp. The soft pulp that lies inside the dentine contains nerves and blood vessels. They give nourishment to the tooth. The pulp sends and receives signals from the brain. Types of teeth: A newborn baby does not have teeth. A six months-old baby starts getting the first tooth. Till the age of 3 years, a child has 20 teeth. This first set of teeth is called milk or temporary teeth. Around the age of 6 years, the milk teeth start falling one by one. Each milk tooth is replaced by a new tooth. By the age of 13, all the milk teeth are replaced by a new set of teeth called permanent teeth. These remain throughout our life. When we look inside our mouth, we find different types of teeth. There are four types of teeth. Each type of teeth is different in shape and functions. The first type is known as incisors. They are chisel-shaped, flat and sharp-edged front teeth. They are eight in number with four teeth in each jaw. They function like a pair of scissors and help to cut food into small pieces. Canines, they are sharp and pointed teeth. They are four in number with two teeth in each jaw. They function like a fork and help to tear food into pieces. The third type of teeth are known as premolars. They are broad and flat teeth. They are eight in number with four teeth in each jaw. They function like a nutcracker and help to crush soft food into fine pieces to make chewing easy. Molars They are bigger and wider than premolars. They are 12 in number with 6 teeth in each jaw. The wisdom teeth are the third pair of molars that grow At the age between 17 to 25 years, they work like a mortar and pestle to grind and chew the food. Healthy teeth. When we eat food, food can get stuck between our teeth. If this is not cleaned, it becomes pluck. Plaque is a sticky and yellowish layer of food and bacteria formed on the teeth. The bacteria feed on the sugar present in the food and produces acid. This acid causes cavities. This further affects the nerves in the pulp leading to pain and tooth decay. So, to keep our teeth healthy, We must follow certain good habits. Drink plenty of milk to get calcium to build strong teeth. Brush your teeth regularly twice a day. Rinse your mouth after every meal to keep it clean. Get your teeth examined by a dentist after every six months. Eat enough rough. And hard fruits like apple, sugar cane, carrot, radish, etc. Because these provide good exercise to gums. Use toothpaste containing fluoride to help remove the plaque. Use dental floss to clean between two teeth. Thank you. Good morning children. Today we will discuss about digestion of food. The food we eat cannot be digested by our body directly. It needs to be broken down into substances which can be easily absorbed by the body. The process of breaking down the food into simple form is called digestion. Then this Simplified food is absorbed by the blood and the nutrients are taken to the cells of our body. The digestive system includes mouth, food pipe, stomach, small intestine, large intestine, and anus. Liver and pancreas are two glands. That help in digestion. Mouth. Digestion begins in the mouth. Our teeth chew and break down the food into smaller pieces. Saliva makes the food softer and easy to swallow. Saliva also breaks down the starch of the food into simple sugar. Food pipe. Carries the chewed food from the mouth to the stomach. Stomach Digestive juices are present in the stomach along with hydrochloric acid. This helps to digest the protein portion of the food. The stomach churns the food well for 4 to 6 hours. The stomach looks like a muscular bag. From the stomach, the food goes to the next organ that is small intestine. This is a long coil tube and food is completely digested here in the small intestine. Juices from liver and pancreas. Reach here juices from small intestine along with bile and pancreatic juice break down the food completely, and all the nutrients are absorbed by the blood through the intestinal wall. The blood carries these nutrients to various parts of the body. Next organ where the undigested food goes is known as large intestine. Fibers cannot be absorbed by the body. They are passed as undigested food into the large intestine. Its blood vessels absorb the water from the undigested food Store the water and throw out the undigested semi-solid waste from the body through the last organ called the anus. Good morning children. Today we will discuss about reproduction in animals. Lifespan is a period of one's life. All living things have certain lifespan. They die when their lifespan is over. Living beings produce their own kind to ensure the continuity of generations. The process by which living things produce their own kind is called reproduction. Animals reproduce in two ways. Some animals give birth to babies or young ones they are called mammals or viviparous animals some animals lay eggs from which their young ones hatch these animals are called oviparous animals animals that give birth to young ones animals That give birth to young ones are called mammals. They have hair on their body. They feed their young ones with their own milk. Most mammals live on land and breathe through lungs. Tigers, lions, goats, dogs, elephants, horses, rabbits and human beings are mammals. Whales and dolphins are mammals, but they do not have hair on their bodies. Before being born, the young ones grow inside the body of their mother. After the birth, the young ones need care. The parents take care of their baby. Mother feeds the baby with her own milk. The babies need protection till they can take care of themselves. Do you know, animals like kangaroos carry their young ones in their pouch. These animals are known as marsupials.